Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Dave, and I am here today with Jason Dunn, Senior Developer, Community Manager at AWS. And I think a lot of the people listening will know Jason from the Community Builders program, which is a, a fan favorite, and I'm excited to talk about. Jason, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, David. Happy to be here. So, I, and people can't see this, and maybe I'll release some of the, the video of this, but I am looking at your background. There is Japanese kanji, there is swords, there's like pictures. It is just, it is the coolest visual. Um, it complements <laughs> my geeky gaming background here in my video. Yes. So this, this will be a treat. People think we're talking about video games or like something really, really cool. Uh, yeah, if I ever yeah. this video. It's um, true. Every every time I'm on a video conference call, people say I'm like I'm a sword guy. You know, I have swords on the wall, and they're like, "What's up with yeah. sword guy?" But I'm like, they're fantasy. They're not really real. Nobody would actually use these things. Have you ever? Have you ever? Have you ever played around with it? Like ones and dot, and I know about katanas and uh, wakatsuchi, the the basically short sword, long sword. Wakatsuchi and tanto. Yes, That's the small one. Yes, I had little known fact. I took a minor in college in Japanese sword making. Interesting. Yeah, it was incredible. Like That's to a me, trivia fact right there. The the way that they that we can't re, like the way that they created a sword, it could cut through a cannon at the time. Mm. Like it was yeah, insane. The, the the craftsmanship, yeah, of of just that that, that culture. So super cool. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on everything on your wall. But what I want to talk about today is the Community Builder Program. And I want to start yeah. out with a little bit about Jason, how long you, you know, what, because this program did not exist before you. And a lot of people don't know the amount of effort that you put into this. Everything from like just getting us the ability to talk on Slack, uh, getting swag out to people, just making it a really exciting an accessible program, right? Because we've had Ross on and Ross has talked about the Heroes program. We mentioned Community Builders a little bit, but I feel like Community Builders is the one that is really open to everyone. And if you have a passion for cloud, it's it's a great place to, to, to start, right? And so how did this all come about? Tell me a little bit about Jason. What made you decide to start working at AWS? Yeah, well... Um... I guess I guess the the shortest version of that is I've I've always been involved in community stuff. I mean I think uh, my first engagement with kind of being a community manager was when I was and this is going to date me uh, sixteen years old <laughs> engaging with a dial up modem bulletin board system. So EBS, oh, we're talking beautiful. the nineties, you know, fifty six k modem screeching. Actually, no, I take it back. It was probably fourteen point four k. Do you ever still remember Hayes AT commands? I still remember ATS zero equals one would turn on auto answer on your Hayes modem. (laughs) I don't don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so um, I think that that was like my first kind of online community, you know, that I had moderated. It was absolutely Um, incredible back then. Yeah, I was playing Space Empires. I was a sysop, my own BBS. On my Commodore 128, oh, wow. Commodore 64, yeah, yeah, people dialing in. I would watch them. And Space Empire was this game where you had ships, you went around, you took over planets, and you 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 mined resources in order to extend your empire. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm playing Star Atlas, and I'm not, you know, no no endorsement here or anything. You can go ahead and search on it if anybody remembers the BBS days. But this is a game coming out on Real Five Engine 
it's NFT based. So I have spaceships right now, Jason, that <laughs> I just loaded up with food and fuel this morning that are going to make me like $5 US today because it's all NFT based. Like how- Oh, NFTs. I Don't get me started. Thinking, I was just thinking about, well, as a gamer, the fact that you can extract the digital into the physical for people who are interested in that. I'm not mm -hmm. interested in being an investor or a person that wants to collect. I'm interested in playing games. And right, I'm interested right. in people who create games to find different ways to actually create versus selling you a 99 cent health potion. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking about that this morning with BBSs. And I don't know if you can see this. I'm going to point it over in case we ever post this video. Over there are old Commodore computers. I have a oh, room. Wow. It's, a, it's a device that connects to Wi-Fi and it goes into the serial port and you can actually enter AT commands. And I have a link, if you're ever curious, maybe I should put it in the show notes, but there are BBSs still in existence today that work over Telnet, over the internet that you can connect oh. to on your old Commodore 64, on your old Amiga, your Atari, your Apple, you can actually still go and use these BBSs. And I think you would love it. If you're not into wow. I will send I will send you some of these links. So anyway, <laughs> first community, I felt that too. It was the first time you were like, wow, this person isn't in my neighborhood. It, this person is somewhere else and we're connecting because of who we are as on our interests, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, online communities has been something I've, I've pursued for years. You know, I, I went from that into, I was a Microsoft MVP in the late 90s back in oh, nice. Usenet, you know, use groups. So I was supporting yeah. uh, Windows CE and, and Pocket PCs and all Microsoft's early oh, um, I remember mobility I just, stuff. Creating yeah, things so, on Dell Axioms and HP yeah, iPads with Windows C. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was a 15-year MVP, you know, for, wow. for for Microsoft there. And then during that period, I also had um, my own online communities centered around uh, my technology websites. So I had a had a company called Thoughts Media, uh, and we had websites for you know Apple stuff and Microsoft stuff, and uh, I, there was even a Zune website. I had a Zune website, yeah. and so uh, I you still know, have a Zune. I was part of that team at Microsoft. Oh, I did not know that. Small world. Yeah. Small, yeah. I have a couple of Zooms downstairs and I love them, but one of them, the battery bloated and then it it, it, it broke the casing on the Zoom. It was this beautiful little red wow. one. So anyway, yeah. So, but that kind of brought me through um, being Zoom software was incredible. The Zoom software was way better than iTunes. I'm sorry. I love Apple, but oh my goodness, yeah. what they created UX wise. Absolutely. And, I, and even the, the desktop software, the Zune desktop software, yeah, if people aren't familiar about, yeah. with it, stunning. It is, yeah. it was a genius. And you look at it now and, and the UI still looks beautiful today, you know, in 2022. Yeah. So the anyway, yeah, I agree. Forward. iTunes sucks. Yeah, it brought the artists forward. Yeah. It was all cover art based and yeah. you could browse visually. Yeah. Just incredible. Yeah. So anyway, uh, did my own thing for a while. And then I started working at uh, HTC. Uh, sadly, I have to yeah, say yeah. HTC, the smartphone maker, because now nobody knows, yeah. not a lot of people remember them. I still have an HTA Windows mobile phone, pen and everything. Oh, one of my yeah, boxes yeah. I, I, got a, I got a closet full of HTC phones. And so that was really my first experience um, doing um, communities for yeah, a corporation. Yeah. Um, but it. actually, no, back then, it, it wasn't developers. They were It was just uh, consumers. So these were just HTC oh. fans. We had a community program called HTC Elevate, and it was uh, like a VIP. Yeah. You had to apply for it. 
um, I think at, at its peak, we had about 5,000 people in it. And it was a global community of just wow. HTC I fans. Too. And- like HTC created this skin for Windows Mobile. That was incredible. It was the mm-hmm. clock. Like it went over, oh, it rearranged yeah. the clock. And yep. then you had other little widgets and it changed the entire feeling of using the device. Yeah, um, HTC was honestly responsible for most of the early success of of Android and even Windows Mobile back in the day because their software engineers knew that you couldn't just have this ugly experience. And and so, yeah, the widgets and the clock, you know, the the classic, um, oh boy, I'm going to get, I'm going to get skewered for this, that there was always a time was like 1131 or 1031. I think it was 1031. And every single clock had the had the yes. ten thirty one. Wow, on I remember that now. And there was I was on the packaging too. It was always yeah. a specific time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, so uh, I was just going to say yeah. one thing, and you can you, you can you can choose to agree or disagree with me. As someone who did devices for gosh over a decade, I did developer marketing, consumer marketing of devices before I switched mm-hmm. to cloud. This does not exist in cloud. People don't need, if you're in DevRel and cloud, you can ignore this. If you're in DevRel and consumer devices, here's a huge lesson I learned from getting my butt kicked for so many years. You want to know what it is? Developer relations in consumer devices is driven by consumer adoption. It's the weirdest circular thing hmm. in that it's the chicken and the egg. Is And I learned this, like, and I had... You know, there were platforms, I won't say the names, where we delivered on all our metrics and developers were excited, but devices didn't sell. Mm-hmm. And if devices sell and your developer platform is good, it's this symbiotic relationship that I have yet to see in the cloud, right? And because the, the, the developers and consumer, it, it, you're, it's like your consumers are builders, right? When you think about AWS, and you may think about this yeah. in relationship to community builders, right? It's like, it's builders. It's not consumers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was such an interesting thing going back when I when I look on it. And I, it's, it's always stuck with me is that the place to be, if you're in DevRel and consumer devices, is you're seeing huge consumer adoption and the developer story is confusing. That's such opportunity, right? Mm, yeah, that's uh, and interesting. I feel like you probably saw some of that at, at HTC. It's completely different in AWS. We have builders and we have these community builders. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very different audience, you know. So I went from HTC and really working with uh, consumers, you know, the end user yeah. of HTC phones, and then I did a stint at uh, AT&T Business, where I was actually oh, wow. working with with small business owners, which was a, a radically different audience, you know. Again, and tried yeah. to do some work there uh, among small business owners, <clears throat> and then essentially went from from that audience over to my role at AWS in uh, March of 2020. And this is the first role I've had where I've actually been working with, you know, developers, like with, with builders. So in the span of the past, you know, decade or so, I've sort of run the gamut from these three very different groups, but fundamentally people are people. And there's a lot of uh, similar things, no matter what kind of a community you're running. Yeah. And you have that passion for community. I know the first time we talked, you can tell when somebody is either looking at enabling people we're blasting a message to them and you're right. definitely a connector and enabler. And I think it, it shows in the program. So let's talk about the program. There yeah. is confusion between heroes and community builders. You may be tired of answering this question. So what is an AWS hero? What is a community builder? What was the, you know, why did it get started? What is the, the, the need that was filled? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. So the, the Heroes program has been around for uh, quite a few years. I mean, it's, it's I should know this, but it's, it's got to be six plus years old now, right? Yeah. And the Heroes program fundamentally, um, I sort of liken it a little bit to like, you know, knighthood in a way, because you you can only be nominated. You, know, you, you can't apply for it. There's, there's no checklist. Um, right. You know, heroes are these, you know, su- supremely talented builders that are doing great things in the AWS world. And they are doing largely things that are helping other builders. You know, they're helping to enable other builders, helping to educate other builders. And uh, heroes then, like, because of that, there's no kind of application because because it, it's a very kind of bespoke um, thing that they're doing. There's no, you know, checklist. There's, you know, do do these 10 things and you become a hero, right? So it's, it's based on, you know... Um, Builders getting, you know, noticed by other people at AWS and essentially getting nominated and they go through, you know, a vetting process. And so uh, what we needed at AWS, and this predates me, you know, a, a little bit, right? This is where, where, where Ross um, kind of started the ball rolling. And that is we wanted a, we wanted a community program that any builder could apply to, right? That there right. that a couple times a year there was an open door an application form and, and it's, you know, it's still a VIP program. Uh, not most people that apply don't, don't get in, but for the people that do apply, they have an opportunity to tell us what they're doing, give us some examples. And there's an open door where we can usher in, you know, many, many, you know, eventually thousands of people. So the heroes program is a program of kind of hundreds and the community builders program is a program of thousands that will continue to grow. And so what were the, the challenges that you faced with this program? Did it start just US-based? Did it immediately open globally? What is the size today? Do you know, like, how many community, can you share any numbers, how many countries, regions? What did that all look like? Yeah, so the community um, initially started in kind of a, a private beta, as it were, in, um, in June of 2020. So this was just a couple months after I joined. Um, so that was interesting, you know, launching, uh, launching fast. And uh, yeah. it was it was about yeah, 220, 230 you know people that were that were all essentially nominated. So in a way, they were almost like our they were almost like heroes because they were sort of plucked from the community, you know, people that showed an interest. And so we had our early um, you know internally we call them stakeholders, but they're they're our topic leaders, you know. So there's people like right. yourself on the product marketing side, and they had found people and they sort of nominated them and said, hey, these are the people that we think you should you should bring into the program. So those, right. those people were brought in uh, and it was global right from the start. Um, I don't know how many countries we had at the beginning, but it was going to be probably at, at least 20 or 30 countries. So right from the get-go, wow. it was a global program. And then um, fast forward, you know, now um, we have, uh, we're, we, we're just going through our first renewal cycle where people have okay. the choice after their first year to either reapply if they want to continue in the program, or they have a choice of basically not reapplying and they can, they can basically exit the program. So today we're at about one, we're at about 1,710 builders from 94 uh, different countries. Wow. And after we sort of remove some of the people that didn't, that didn't reapply, we'll be at probably 1,500 or so. It's just, I'm always amazed at the scale of this company. Uh, yeah. In any kind of program, I how how do you manage seventeen hundred builders? What happily, gonna, David? Happily, <laughs> you are no, you are a pretty positive person, and you, for those who don't know, in the Slack, you're sharing emojis, you're sharing anecdotes of trying, like what I do. What I really like about what you share with the community is you inform them of what's coming. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like there, this, I'm working on this. This is coming up now. You can choose to participate in this. There's a deadline coming up for this. So you do all of that. But how do you manage that? Right. And is it across categories and interests? What has changed over time? Is it, um, you know, serverless is a buzzword right now, having, you know, mobile, machine learning. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that all fit in? How do you kind of look at the program and, and how do people get, you know, bubbled up their content? I'm going to share some of these links you've given me where people can find content like on Dev2, right. where they can yeah. apply and things like that. But how do you kind of handle a, a program? Because you're one person running this program with 1,700 people. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, the first thing, right, is just having good, good, strong partnerships with people. Um, so the, the, the way the program is structured, right, is that currently I'm the only uh, full time employee, you know, kind of dedicated solely to the program. And so I'm the overall, right. you know, kind of global program owner. Um, and so my job is really to kind of create the infrastructure, to create the, the process, the onboarding, you know, handling the data form. So when someone applies, you know, I'm sort of taking their data and ushering it through the review you know, process. Um, and then my job really beyond that, once we're actually in the community, is to just try to keep the community informed, enthused. You know, uh, create interest and excitement. Look for opportunities. Right. Um, you know, today I, or yesterday, I posted a message about um, uh, some recap decks being made available to, to the community, yeah. and somebody posted that they were they were really excited because they said for the first time in five years they have an opportunity to get the recap content um, from reInvent. So for those that don't know, recap is sort of a way for community members to sort of. Um, present the best and most interesting things from reInvent to their own community. So it might be a user right. group, it might be a lunch and learn at their company, you know. Um, so my job is to kind of create those connections to give builders the things that will help them become better builders. Um, I use the term leveling up, you know, I'm a gamer. I play a little bit too much Overwatch. And uh, I love the term leveling What's your up. Tune? What's your tune in Overwatch? Uh, my, 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 my tune or you I mean, oh, my, my character. What's your main? Yeah. What oh, yeah, mean? yeah. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time playing Bastion, but lately I've really been into Moira. I'm trying to be the most lethal, wow. lethal healer possible. I try to get as many kills as possible as a healer. That's like my personal challenge. No, that's good for you. I mean, that's a tough role to play because any match loss is the healer's fault. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I always blame the tanks, but whatever. <laughs> I was Bastion for a while. I, I just love turret mode and being OP and then they changed. Oh, yeah. And I've got a bunch of skins. I got BlizzCon skins and stuff. Oh, very, very cool. Yeah, um, we could my, talk about Overwatch for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Go, go uh, ahead. Yeah, so like uh, leveling up, right? So my, my, my goal yeah. really like is, some, okay, so if someone's looking at community builders, they're going to see opportunities, right? They're going to they're gonna see, okay, I have an opportunity to like learn more about AWS. I have an opportunity to like, you know, participate in webinars. I have an opportunity to connect with other builders and talk about AWS and like get my questions answered and help other people. And so... My, my, my goal with community builders and AWS's goal, right, is really just to create a place that builders, you know, want to be and right. then really just empower them with as many opportunities to learn and grow uh, as possible. You know, we've had webinars from Jeff Barr on how to write a great blog post, you know, super popular, right? Who doesn't want to join a webinar and get a chance to ask questions to Jeff Barr? Yeah. Um, webinars from actually AWS Heroes on how to present at a conference, right? How do you do a, 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 a they have like a call for right. papers, like a CFP, how do you respond to that? How do you present? So creating opportunities. And then there's some stuff we sprinkle in, like there's a, you know, $500 AWS credit and there's a, we have a partnership Swag. with, uh, 
Yeah. The swag uh, is awesome. Academy, I yeah, swag and swag too. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's 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 swag. And again, the swag is really it's for enthusiasm purposes, right? It's for someone to say, Hey, I'm part of this tribe, I'm a community builder, I'm part of this family, right. and here's my swag. You know, don't underestimate and, the swag, the power of the swag. Oh, it's I, real. I, Absolutely. I wear my hoodie, the backpack, the stickers. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, and uh, it's a nice little package the way that you put it all together. You know, and you're yeah. not going to find it anywhere else. Yeah. We changed I, it. Yep. Yeah. There was somebody who was actually posting a question. They're like, where can I buy this? And I'm like, oh, no, my yeah, friend. I know. You cannot buy this exclusive swag. You must join our family. This, uh, this is so silly. I, it's just soft that I'm wearing this because this isn't meant to be a humble brag. But this AWS certified hoodie, like oh yeah, it's a good hoodie. My, my, yeah, so it's like I love good swag. So I got my community builder swag, the hero swag, mm -hmm. this swag. Yep. I've even got the AWS developers podcast swag. I got to figure out how to do a giveaway for folks. Um, if they were at reInvent, they might have seen some people walking around with the shirts. Oh, which which reminds me, reInvent. Yeah. How, like did because I've had community builders on the podcast before. So that there's basically two questions I wanna I wanna ask you before we run out of time here. Yeah. And I'm gonna share links with content and I'm gonna share links how to apply. But there's two things. One, I wanna hear about community builders at reInvent. If there's any kind of stories you can share, whether it was at the booth, whether it's people connecting, doing sessions. And the second thing I would love to hear from you is I'm, I'm a developer. I'm listening to this. I'm passionate about the cloud. I'm building. Mm -hmm. I like to share my stuff. What would Jason say makes me a good community builder? What, what should people think about? Because some of the best things, it's a lot of work to go through with thousands of applicants, but some of yeah. the, the most endearing things, um, and I'm trying, I won't share anything that's too, too personal, but when people apply, they share their stories. Mm -hmm. Because you put some questions in there, like, you know, what makes you unique and what's your story? And like, I feel like I'm reading people's stories and I look forward to these cohorts, everything, you know, just backgrounds of how they became a developer um, and what their passions right, like. Right. And some of them, it's funny. Some of them are very satirical, like in answering the questions too. And I laugh at that. So please keep it all up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really like reinvent and to you. If somebody wants to apply after this, because I know we have a cohort coming up, if you can share any kind of timeframes, what makes a good community builder? Yeah, absolutely. So the the first question about about reinvent, uh, reinvent was great. So this, this it was my first experience at reinvent. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, reinvent during COVID times is a whole other yeah. kind of animal. Um, but reinvent was, I think, special for me uh, for for two main reasons. The first one was actually we had our very first. Uh, community builders, you know, um, event, right? We had a mixer an evening yeah. thing, got to serve food and drinks and being able to meet community builders in person was absolutely my highlight uh, of reInvent. Um, I got, I got, so I got to take so many pictures and I was in so many selfies with people. Uh, yeah. It was just tons of fun to see like the enthusiasm and talk to people and um, you know, you get you get used to people on Slack, but when you see them in person, it's like, oh, you're, you're like a real person. So for me, yeah. I love um, meeting community members in real life. So that was super, super fun. And then the second highlight from reInvent would be our meetups. So we had the AWS uh, Developer Lounge, known as the Dev Lounge. And right. for this year, for the first time, we actually decided to do 
some customer meetups where um, we essentially went to um, mostly community builders. Um, a few of them were user group leaders. So we sort of went to our community and said, okay, you have an hour to talk about, you know, containers or machine learning. You know, what do you want to talk about? And we sort of gave gave them the floor, literally, in our in our booth. And they essentially took an hour. So some of them did lightning talks. We had a few reaction talks where they were reacting to what Adam or, or Werner had shared. And so it was right. just super, super cool to see um, our community members um, sharing what they learned with other builders. And we, we had, yeah. uh, we had, we had a lot of people come through and it was, it was, it was super interesting. And it was, the, it, again, this is part of them leveling up, right? Cause if some of them, this was their first time they'd ever spoken in public. So you start presenting, you know, to, to 25 or 50 people, and then maybe next year you're on a stage presenting to 500 people. And so it's yeah. part of that journey. It's um, uh, AWS and the program giving them opportunities as builders to kind of grow and get more experience. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a th there's a great link that um, we'll drop in the show notes after, and there's an article by a guy named Stephen Sennett, and he essentially wrote an article that's, that's basically how to become an AWS community builder. And it was his perspective- oh, wow on his journey and sort of how does someone become a community builder? So we'll, we'll drop that in the show notes after. The, the long and the short of it, right, is we're looking for people, we're looking for builders and technical builders who are the kind of people that want to share what they've learned with other builders, right? So I often say that yeah. there could be someone who's like the ultimate AWS guru that knows everything about our services, but if they're just in a hut on a hill and they don't share their information their, their um, knowledge with other people, then they're not really a community builder. You know, so we're looking for people that are willing to share. So that could be blog posts. It could be YouTube videos. It could be, you know, webinars or presentations. So we're, we're looking for people that have an outward desire to sort of share their cloud journey with other builders as a way of helping all builders become better builders. So fundamentally, it's people that have that outward approach of sharing their knowledge. Love it. I, uh, when I go through these applications, 99% or more I missed like I'm like where this is great like where how did I miss this video how did I miss right. this tweet this blog post this dev too yeah um, so I agree getting getting that great content and sharing it Jason thank you for your time where can where can people find you online and where can they find out more information about community builders yeah, uh, if they just do a web search for AWS Community Builders, they'll find our, our program webpage. Um, when this podcast goes live, we should be right in the midst of our, our open application. So it oh, should nice. be running from January 10th to January 24th. And uh, so if people are listening to this and it's prior to the 24th, um, just look, look, well, we can actually put the application link in the show notes, but if it'll also be yeah, on the program webpage. So they just okay. click apply. Uh, there's there's a form where we ask for some information about you and some examples of some of the content that you you, you shared with other builders, and then we uh, move into our our um, evaluation phase where we look at the many thousands of people that apply. And um, unfortunately, you know, it, it's it's a VIP program. We have limits on the number of people we can bring in, but we do our very best to build uh, an interesting and you know diverse diverse community. Um, and it's really important to me that we get all 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 kinds of different people in our community. Great. And if, if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Twitter, LinkedIn? Yeah. I mean, pretty much anywhere, uh, you know, at Jason Dunn on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, just Google me. I'm, I'm one of the top five most famous Jason Dunn's. Uh, there's at least <laughs> four of them out there that are more famous than me. It's, <laughs> it's fun. Like this, I love the name. It's so easy to pronounce. One of the things I have to do as a podcast host is realize yeah. people I've known for a while, I've been saying their name the entire time wrong and they don't know. Oh, no. 
And so I use this as an excuse at the beginning before we record to say, please pronounce your name. And then I correct it from that point on. But I didn't, this was the first time as I was creating a script for this podcast, I was like, I don't have to actually ask Jason how to pronounce his name. I'm just some Canadian guy with an easy to pronounce name. So that's what it's a boot, right? So it's all, (laughs) it's all good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was great. And I'm looking forward seeing all the new uh, community builders applying, going through them with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.